This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Break layers and ball shorts. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amon Hawkins. Appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to the latest podcast of the show. Today's show, we will be recapping the Virginia Cavaliers basketball team's latest game versus Boston College. They came up short by score 60 to 53, but before we get into this episode, salute to the sponsor, Abra Insurance. Abra Insurance service in the state of Virginia for over 30 years. Go to abrainsurance.net for home, business, auto, life, any type of insurance that you need, holler at Billy and Charlene White. The good people at Aber Insurance and also proud sponsors of The Walkthrough. Speaking of The Walkthrough, if you miss any of The Walkthrough episodes this year during football season, go to AhmadHawkins.com. you not only get The Walkthrough episodes, but you'll get the bonus footage for each and every episode that took place this year. So go to AhmadHawkins.com for all your Walkthrough episodes and bonus scenes and any other work that I was a part of, CBS 19 with Damon Dillon. Each week, um, each podcast episode, you can find us a link um, right there on the site that'll take you actually to Podbean. Um, They have a portable player that's on the site that you can review any podcast episode that's up there. And I don't only do Virginia sports, but also have a live show that I try to do once a week with a couple of my friends who act as analysts. They get animated. Um, There is some choice language that's used doing those live tapings that's why i always put live show and it's parental advisory so if you like you know that barbershop feel with guys banter back and forth they don't claim to be experts um click on a couple of those and see if you enjoy those but let's go ahead and review this virginia boston college game that took place last night in boston massachusetts um Boston College improves to 9-6 and six and 3-1 and one in the ACC with this loss to Hoos. Lose their first ACC game of the year. They're now 3-1 and one in conference and 11-3 and three overall. When we look at the numbers, um, just individual stats, I guess we could go there. Uh, Braxton Key led the way for the Wahoos with 16 points. He also had 8 rebounds in 39 minutes. Kihei Cart played 39 minutes. He was 2 of 11 from the field. He was perfect from three-point land. He was two of two. Six of six from free throw. 
line. Um, four rebounds. He had three assists to two turnovers and three steals. He had 12 points. Cody Statman, the Aussie, had 11 points on five of nine shooting. He was one for four from three-point land. He also had seven rebounds, two assists, and one turnover. Mamdi Diakite played 24 minutes because of early foul trouble. He had nine points, seven rebounds, uh, three turnovers, and two blocks. He was three or six from the field, three or five from the free throw line. Casey Morsell played just 12 minutes. He was 0 for 4 from the field, did not register a point. Um, he missed his only three-point attempt. He did have one offensive rebound and one steal. Jay Huff played 18 minutes. He was 2 of 6 from the field, 0 for 1 from 3, 1 for 2 from the free throw line. He had two rebounds. Um, he ended up fouling out in those 18 minutes. He had five points and one steal. Uh, Justin McCoy played 11 minutes, did not register a point. He had one offensive rebound and one assist. Uh, Tomas played just eight minutes, 0 for 2 from 3, didn't register a point, had one turnover. And Coleman played six minutes, um, did not register a point, missed both three-point attempts. And Francisco played four minutes, didn't register a point, had a foul. As a team, the Wahoo shot 32% from the field. They shot just 18% from three. And y'all know how my, my, you know, what I say when you shoot that bad. It was trash can juice and your jumper was broken. They were three of 16 from the three-point line. 18.8%. Had 24 points in the paint. Nine fast break uh, points. Um, 11 points off of turnovers and eight second-chance shots. So when you go to Boston College... Uh, the freshman Jay Heath led the way 39 minutes. He was very efficient. He was six of eight from the field, three for five from three. Um, only had one turnover, and that was a rip in the second half that Kihei sat down on him at the uh, half court line, side on his crossover. But he had 17 points, and um, he, he demonstrated ability to adjust and show that he was going to play at his pace. Kihei wanted to speed him up, but uh, he used, like I said, he used the size and his length put his hip on Kihei and, and got a late and one <clears throat> to really uh, bring them back into the game after the Wahoos had taken the lead. Uh, Jarius Hamilton had 10 points for Boston College, also seven rebounds. Mitchell had 10 points, seven rebounds. Uh, CJ Felder, the other freshman that they have, had five points. And uh, Jared Hamilton is the one who hit the big three late in the game to get in the lead. He had 16 points. 5 of 8 from the free throw line, 5 of 8 from the field, off the bench. He played 31 minutes. As a team, they shot 44%. Uh, but the thing that jumped out to me the most, they shot 47% in the second half. That's usually when we're like a boy constrictor and we choke out our opponents defensively. Uh, they shot 42% in the first half, 47% in the second half, 44% overall. They shot 23% from three. They didn't shoot particularly well from three as a team but like I said they hit that one big dagger late in the game and then the one thing that really kept us in the game is that they were terrible at the free throw line they shot 60% um, at the free throw line they had two fast break points they had 24 points in the paint uh, 16 points off the bench and we talked about you know Hamilton and what he did off the bench 12 points off of turnovers uh, five second chance points both teams had 10 turnovers uh, UVA won the rebounding um, ordeal 33 to 31 
fouls were pretty much the same, 18 to 17. And uh, both teams had three blocks. UVA had seven steals. Boston College had eight steals. Usually when UVA loses, the first thing you do is you look at the turnovers this year. That's been the theme. Uh, but UVA basically just had 10 turnovers. I don't think 10 turnovers is, is really bad in basketball. You know, like I said, I'm not a basketball aficionado, but 10 to none to me isn't that bad. Um, but then again, we're talking about the Wahoos and the limited possessions that we have because of the pace. So 10 possess, 10 turnovers for us can be a little bit worse than somebody who plays fast. So um, I may need to retract that statement. Um, but yeah, man, this isn't going to be a long podcast because the game yesterday was terrible. It was just bad. We're held to a different standard now. You know, you won a national championship last year. I don't call us defending national championship because we're not defending anything. We're not going to lose our trophy. We're not going to lose a belt if we don't win a national championship this year. But I just think this is um, the growing pains that we understood that will rear its ugly head. You know, you, you know what you lost to the draft. You know what you lost from last year's offensive output. And everybody's still trying to find their identity. Um, Kihei Clark demonstrates the ability to penetrate and get to the paint um he missed a couple of layups that i felt like he'll usually make i know his last layup attempt um, not the one that was blocked when he pump fake but when he split the uh when he won the pick and roll and he he had a nice little quick crossover on the big that was switching on to him and the big kind of pulled the chair from out from under him and he tricked that layup off um that was the only layup i was just like damn kihei um, but I mean, I like the aggressiveness. I like the fact that he's demonstrated that he will take shots in the paint because, you know, you can start to coach the bigs to really crash behind him. And if he's splitting or, or blowing by his on ball defender, he's causing the help defense and the rotation. And if we can start to adjust and understand when and when he's going to attack and take advantage of offensive rebounds, it could be a positive for us. But right now, with the loss that's going to be magnified so you know you got to hold him accountable and i know he wants to be great so it's one of the things like you have to finish that um, around the rim we know you're diminutive a lot of people are going to second guess you going to the cup but i feel like you can't just be a distributor because you're going to allow teams to play you like they play ben simmons in the nba you're not saying you know key i know ben simmons is 6'10 but what i mean is that ben simmons doesn't take jump shots so I like the fact that Kihei's being aggressive. I feel like he has to be aggressive just because of the simple fact we have a lot of uncertainty on the wing as far as guys wanting to assert themselves and take over. I love the fact that Statman started taking over early in the second half. He was the reason we were still in the game. That young man demonstrated ability to score off the pick and roll. Um, he demonstrated ability to uh, have counter moves and go behind the back and have a nice little spin move. And I wish that he would have had more assertiveness as everybody else joined the party because I felt like once he got us in striking distance and and Braxton, you know, started coming back to the forefront, you know, with the little layup and, and the blow by on the on the baseline, we all we all know Diakite will try to assert himself because of his pedigree, because of, you know, what he's been on the total pawn as far as the food chain with the big three now gone. And um I really I was really impressed by Statman. Because I always thought that he'll just be a shooter and he demonstrates that he can get to the cup. And that's going to surprise folks. I mean, he's taller than what people think. He has better athleticism than people think. But it's just going to take a collective effort for guys to understand um, the game as far as the flow of the game 
the time, the possession. We're we're at a time we're at a point of the season where it seems like if we don't execute by the book what we're trying to do within the scheme of our offense, guys don't have the ability to call an audible and just clear everybody out. You know, last year you had Ty who could just be like, you know what, bump that. I'm gonna ice with somebody on an elbow. Or you knew Kyle could get the ball, pump fake, and then get to the bucket and be a playmaker. Or you knew you could dump it to DeAndre on the, on the baseline or at the free throw line. He can triple threat you and jab and shoot above you. Um, we don't have that luxury this year. And that's, that was a luxury. And it's just like guys are just trying to make sure they don't make mistakes. And you're getting everybody's best shot this year. I know Boston College record wasn't impressive. And I know what we just did to Virginia Tech, who... You know, had 10 wins just like we did and won some big games early in the season. Um, but we're not good enough to be sloppy and feel like we can battle back. We're just not. You basically have to be perfect. You have to cut down on turnovers. You have to execute at a high level. And you have to get a great shot now. We, we, we're not at the stage to where we can get away with pulling off the tough shot and making them. We, we just aren't there yet And the two layups that we missed The mayor, uh, the layup with Kihei Clark And the layup with Braxton Key on the reverse with the left hand Those were makeable layups I just think they just blew both of them And they tell you that they just Nothing the defender did caused them to miss the layup They just blew it And um, that's just what it is That's the growing pain And, and there's, no, there's no need to panic But you do have to get back to the drawing board And understand what can each guy give me? Like, what's their strong suit? And how can I empower them to let them know that, hey, you can take, hey, yo, Cody, you could come get the ball, wave Kihei off, back it out, and call for a high pick and roll because you're 6'7". You can handle the basketball. Um, if the big, if, if the defender goes underneath and the big sags back, you have enough ability to shoot off the dribble because you, you have a nice jump shot. Um, you demonstrate a playmaker ability with Jay Huff to where you can make a nice little pocket pass. Um, so... I, 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 I would think that he would be used more in the pick and roll type of situations. The thing with Kihei and pick and roll, yes, he's quick, but teams are going to dare him to shoot first. Okay, so if he hits, he knocks one down early, they don't really fear if they hedge him and overplay him and he gets to the paint because he's diminutive. So he has to consistently show that he can be the Kyrie Irving type as far as making the tough layups. And that's something you live and die with. And that's what I'm saying that if you see him break down the pick and roll, you really have to dive behind him because he's going to get that reaction. A shot blocker is going to try to punch his layup off the backboard. And that's all you want, because if he lays it up high off the backboard, just like an alley-oop, you could catch it off the off the board or you could catch it off the rim once it hits softly. So there's a lot of things I can see Coach Bennett, you know, having adjustments for. And um, it was just a bad game. It's a bad game. We've had some bad losses. I felt like this loss and the the South Carolina loss is bad. Purdue loss is definitely ugly, but we understood the matchup coming in with Braxton out there, how that would be a tough game. But we just don't know the status of Braxton also because he, if you haven't, if you wasn't paying attention and watching the game, he hurt his left wrist late in the game. He braced himself on a fall right on the injured wrist. So we don't know his status, you know, as far as moving forward, but, you know, knowing Ethan and, and B, you know, he was a trainer in football when I was playing. He'll definitely take care of you. He'll do what's best for the team and the individual. So uh, moving forward, we got Syracuse coming up. Um, would our jumper being broken? 
We got to get it right because they're going to dare us to shoot. They're going to dare us to shoot. And um, a guy like Jay Huff could come up big like he did the last time we played Syracuse. And, you know, with Jay, man, it's just all about finding his footing because it was a couple of times he had matchups with, with smaller guys. And I just wish he would have more selfishness when he get that matchup. He gets the ball on the block to really take his time and get to his spots. And like I said, that's just repetition and guys understanding that where they are at or the food chain this year compared to last year. And it's still early in the year, so I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to come at the coaching staff or the training staff for having Braxton playing right now. I feel like he's a senior. He wants to play. He's very important to our team. Um, the wrist, it, it didn't show any ailments with his wrist. Like I said, he just it was a freak accident. He fell on it. You know, I see some fans upset. Well, I know the fan that I'm talking to is my homeboy, but... There's no need to second guess if he was playing. Like everybody has an opinion. Yes, you have your opinion. You stick to it. But um, I don't think the coaching staff or the training staff did us a disservice by having Braxton playing right now because I don't know how many games we could win without him with the stretch we have coming up or the teams that we even just play. Like even Virginia Tech without Braxton, you know, where are we? I know we blew them out, but where are we? Because he's that important. So that's all I got for you guys. Not a long podcast. Um, this loss was disappointing, but you can build off of things. Um, the, the the mistakes that we made are correctable. I just feel like you got to, you know, these, these guys got to believe in themselves and understand that they are who we have. Like you're in there, go get your buckets. Go be great. Go be legendary. It's your time. And um, I know they want to make sure that they play within the scheme of the offense, but everybody that's a competitor can understand and identify the flow of the game and if they have the matchup and how to pick in, pick your spots and what's the best situations that's going to help the team overall. And we're just going to close the show. We play sloppy. We're not good enough to overcome those deficiencies this year. And, um, you know, some growing pains, but... That's all I got for you, man. Make sure you subscribe. Go to sthujuice.com for your Shut the Hell Up Juice Apparel. Go to amahawkins.com for anything that I'm a part of. And shout out to all the supporters. If you want to support this podcast, there is a link on anchor.fm. That's, you know, it's a button that says support this podcast or just support. And there's ways you can donate to the podcast if you would like. So it's a ball hawk, man. We out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.